Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan. host Elaine Ingram. It's always nice to see one of our own being recognised on a wider footballing stage and it was John O'Hanlon from Windmill Stars who has done so when he won the McDonald's IFA Grassroots Football Volunteer of the Year Award and recently held in Windsor Park. His award was presented to him by David Healy. Uh, We caught up with John and he talks all about his club Windmill Stars, um, his involvement in football over the years especially with the youth setup, He has some good suggestions for um, struggling leagues, such as the Carnbane League. And uh, we speak about lots and lots of other stuff as well. We also hear from Kieran McGinney, the Armagh boss, who was delighted when the Orchard County managed to finally get back up to Division 1 for the first time since 2012, um, when they beat Clare 118 to 113 on Saturday in Ennis. It was a tough game and we hear Kieran's reaction following the match. But before that, um, let's hear from John. Congratulations is the first thing I want to say to you. I believe you won the you you won the award for the volunteer of the year at the grassroots um, football. Yes. Uh, how does that feel? Delighted to be honest. It's nice to get recognised for all the work that you do, to be honest. Like I was actually quite shocked when they when they when I got the phone call, I thought somebody was waiting me up. One of my mates or something was joking. But no, I got a phone call from Ken Duncan from the AFA and he said that, he actually, the way he said it was that I'd been nominated for South East Regional Volunteer of the Year. And he goes, oh, very good. It's nice to be nominated. And he you said, didn't even really kind of know where no, you were. No, he didn't even know what it was. And he said, and then he said, uh, and just to let you know, you've won it. And I said, right, very good. I thought he was, I thought he was winding me up. Like, but... <laughs> And I had to go to Windsor Park just to go down and get a photograph and get presented with my trophy, which is in there. So I had to just go down, pick it up. And then I had to do an interview and stuff for some media thing. Who presented yet. you with the trophy? David Healy. It was nice actually to meet him as well, you know. Did you have to? Did you get have get to have a chat with him? I or did. Anything? I got a good chat with him about football and stuff, you know. So nice fella. Like, well, he knew, and he knew a lot about football in Uri and a lot of the lads. It's about Uri as well. A couple well, of lads that he mentioned, they have a lad, young Hoggies down there, and then young Adam Charles down there as well. He had a good word to say about him now, to be honest. Yeah. He was, uh, he's, he's warm point at the minute, I think, alone, but I think Linfield works back in good things from him, you know. Yeah. And you're, so this puts you through to the finals of this the... This put me through to the national finals. So I'm not sure, I think there's maybe five regional winners that go forward then to the... The whole national one, but it's the it's due. It was due to be in, I think it was due to be November time, but I don't think I think it's put back maybe to January, February now. But I mean, I'm not surprised at all, John, that you've been you were nominated because you've been on the scene with Windmill Stars for how long now? I think it's about twenty five years, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, you've you're you've always been 
there's been ins and outs with managers and everything, but you're, you've always been there. And you actually did manage for a while oh, yourself, I yeah. I was our, I started off, when start, I started off playing and then I was assistant manager when I was about 32, 33. And then I was assistant manager Barry Dorn and I was manager myself. And then when I finished Cameron McCarland took over and I was assistant manager for him. And then <laughs> I took back over again after him. And then Keith McCrink, was my assistant and then he went on to manage and then I had it I had a step back in a few years ago me and Kira Parnell we stepped back in for about six months until we got somebody and then Marcus came in and then obviously Damien Hill came in after that so I've been about yeah. but I've been and now Amy Fitzpatrick's in I also, and Damien's gone to Newry yeah Damien's gone to Newry yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he, he had sort of finished with us because he, he got a big heart operation and yeah. was not well and then he was sort of away from windmill. He wasn't sort of about his, and then obviously he got this opportunity from from Yuri, and he actually phoned me, and I said, "Look, go for it. Why wouldn't you? You know, it's 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 a good opportunity for you." And, he, and, just, and even just to get him focused on something because he wasn't well, and his operation and stuff didn't go well at the time. Well, it went all right, but and afterwards, the pressure probably isn't as much for him up there because yeah. he's not not like he's the manager well, exactly. at the first. He's you know, and, he's not and he want he all like I mean he went on his coaching balls and he wants to coach, you yeah. know, and and. and and I said to him, look, coaching if you will coach. But hopefully, you know, at first, Damien's a great man off the pitch as well as on it, you know, so. Yeah. And he was a great, great, great man for Windmill. Like, I mean, as a, as the other boys have been, there's a lot of, I mean, I'm probably there now. I'm not even there the longest. Sir Lorelli's there longer than me at Windmill and Barry Dorn's there longer than me. So, you know, they're steeped in it as well. I mean, I couldn't, couldn't do it about them sort of men. You know, the club inside out and upside down, like. Yeah, the so, club, I mean, it's very... Wimba's always been a really progressive club, <clears throat> but you've got yeah. a huge youth setup, and you're, you're, you're hugely involved in the youth. That's yeah, probably well, I mean, one of the main I, reasons. I, I, I took... I managed the... Well, I managed with Kieran McParland and Rory O'Mahony. We managed the under... They're under 14s now. And, but I've been taking them from under 5s, under 6s, like, right through. They've been coming through because my own son plays them, so... Yeah. And that's more or less why I stepped away from the senior end of it at the time. I started doing that. And then I went into it, but at once at one stage we had like nearly those two clubs, if you know what I mean. Yeah. With the youth end of it and the senior end of it, and when I first sort of got into it, we were doing, we were like you could have a meeting for the youth on a Tuesday, and then another meeting for the, for the senior end of it on a Wednesday. So, more or less decided that we would, you know, and we had the committees, and we amalgamated both, sort of committees at the time, and and. We sort of then run the whole club from one basis because we all got into it. The youth sort of took off then, and at that time there wasn't that many youth teams around Newry at that stage. I mean, it was probably only midway. You know, there was a few. I think Barcraft had just finished and stuff. There was teams like that. So, we we were just inundated with kids, and just they just came from everywhere. Yeah. And it's settled a bit now because like there's all teams like Ice Grove and stuff have taken. And you were up at like St Coleman's. You were training up yeah, there. We, yeah, we, we were training up there, and. But the problem is we, we, we couldn't get enough of slot in it. We had we had our slots and they were really good. Council love good enough too and stuff, but we we needed more and we couldn't get any. The GEA, I mean, we used to be sitting up there at, at, and we had to leave it from maybe at 8 o'clock because the GEA teams were coming on. Yeah. But they weren't even using it. It was just laying idle, but we had to be off because they had it booked. And so there was a lot of stuff in it. So we needed more space. We needed more times. And then we just... To be honest, it just wasn't working out. We had a lot, we had a lot of cars coming in, a lot of parents, and the car park wasn't big enough and stuff. But I mean, they were good enough too. But we just when I went to speak to the Abbey, then we went up to speak to Ivan in the Abbey, and he took 
met him a couple of times just to work out sort of a, a plan of what we could get and he so we have like a Tuesday and Thursday night six to nine we have use of the, the gyms inside the ice baths all that sort of stuff yeah. for a certain fee you know but it works but it works out it works out great to be honest but how are you finding it now um financially it must be hard because now with all the covid situation and with stuff being cancelled all the time how is the club finding it it to to be honest we're we're sort of very self-sufficient club as in we have money and we have a pot that we sort of keep on the back line for 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 something yeah for something like that now it's not a big pot it's just something small but they, they obviously the parents would pay the seniors raise their own money Every every team in the in the club is really self sufficient, and that's what we sort of try and get out to them that you have to sort of you know, if you need a new strip, if you need you know you bits and pieces of gear, you need to sort of do it yourself. A lot of people don't think don't see that, and they you know, and they have to be self sufficient, or it wouldn't work. Do you think there's a lot of clubs that could learn from that because there's a lot of clubs that kind of think that you know that they don't put that that much effort in and then maybe they fall away because well, they're yeah, not that, that, that does happen and to be honest i know people depend a lot on the you know on the the council and on uh, um on the le- on the leagues to do stuff but it kind of is up to clubs themselves yeah, but you can't depend on the leagues because i mean they're i mean they're volunteers too and it's very difficult to yeah to put your time into it i mean you see the way the caribbean league has sort of went over the last number of years it's sort of got downhill bits and pieces because clubs maybe didn't have the structures in, in place to be honest and then when you do sort of hit a, a brick wall at times you, you need to have something in, in the background but the, the key the key to it is is that we have good men around with you know we all we've always had good committees and and the committee is what you need in a, in a club i mean there's no thing you look at the, the, the sort of big clubs in your who, you know who do well you know the Newry Celtics who are still going for years even the Cleary Celtics they have sort of clubs they have a committee there yeah who look after all that and it's not just one or two there's maybe you and know you five need six new people coming in all the time and, because and that's the key to try and get new people to come into your committee each year we try and more or less target maybe one or two new ones to come in like I mean at the minute our senior team is and you've like Timmy Grant and lads like that who are just coming to the end of their playing career and they want to sort of go on. So that's that you have to top into to get them to come into your club. Yeah, and you have Remy Fitzpatrick. Yeah, now, who's and Remy now who's taking over the management. And to be honest, it was it was great for us because he was playing, and obviously Damien had had finished, and Paul McCrink was had taken over and Paul was there and Paul was doing a great job. But then Paul Paul's wife had an, another child and his his work commitments were too high, so he had a step a step away. And Remy said he wanted it, so we didn't even have to go to look at anybody. We only really had to go out outside the club once from St. Marcus to try and to to try and get because we hadn't got that person inside the club. Yeah, and so, in terms of players as well, I mean the players, a lot of the players you have there, you know, they stick with windmill thick and thin. Yeah, but they do. We, it's. I mean, the team that's there at the minute. Like the backbone of the team, I would yeah, say. Yeah, well, me, me and sort of, me, me and, that's probably coming from me and Kieran and, and, and the Jeff to a certain extent came in off that. But them group of boys that were there, the Gareth Whites and, and Joe McLaughlin's and them sort of lads, they, they've, they're coming to sort of, well, so they come, they're not finished yet. But, you know, and all they're young and they came right through and they stayed together, good group of mates. And you just add to that now. And, and, and you can see at the minute Remy doing, you know, his good stuff. He's, I mean, he's got a good squad there at the minute. You know, if he keeps adding to that and keeps him, he's only learning himself. I mean, manager's totally different than than playing, and he's only learning. And if he gets the right people around him, he'll, you know, he should be going strength to strength. Like. 
Yeah, I mean you've so far in the league, um, you've been you've you've done well. I mean you've won three out of your league first yeah. four league league games, yeah. and you won. I know you were knocked out of the, uh, Bob Radcliffe Cup. Yeah, Hanover beat them, beat us one. Yeah, one and then Newry City beat yeah, you in the middle. In the middle last yeah, but the boys, the boys done well again. Newry City, to be honest, you know I was. I, I, I wasn't expecting. I, I, I knew they were strong enough, uh, and if he, if on the night they, were, they would match anybody, but I thought Newry might be just that wee bit. What's it the war in the end? They were just that wee bit sharper and and stuff. Pose a wee bit more high sort of quality of a player, but I mean, Windman weren't that far away to be honest. Yeah, it was two 0 I mean, that's yeah. not like it was. And any... they scored their their second goal sort of late on. They weren't far away from it to be, you know, and they're not. And hopefully that gives them good sort of encouragement to go on and say. You know, look, we, we can match with a, with a league and a team in the championship, so there's no reason why we can't push on in our own league. And how have you been finding? You were in Home Park up until last year. Yeah. And you were doing the, yeah, you were sharing with Arma, um, Arma City, you were sharing, ground sharing with them. Yeah. And, you know, and then you've moved back now into Newry again. How, how has that been? It's, 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 it's great for the likes of myself and people like that who because don't have to travel all yeah, the time with, to, to their. But to be honest, I mean, we sort of have a nucleus. We don't get a lot of support, which is a bit disappointing. I thought we would, when we go back to Newry, we would have got a lot more support out people watching the games and stuff, which we haven't. Now it's probably down to the fact that Carby League matches and all be on at the same time, and you don't. And I think you know, it's kind of football in general. I mean, if you ask yeah. Newry, uh, if you ask yeah. Newry City, they're yeah, not going to get an awful lot of no, they don't supporters out there, and you know, it's, it's a shame that they don't because I mean we're in a good when Newry's obviously in a good league, when Mill's in a good league, and it's a shame that people do not go out to watch it. But I suppose it's difficult now nowadays. People are you know Saturday afternoons trying to get out in your you know with your family and stuff like that. It's difficult to get away to watch football and unfortunately in our club what we have like I mean myself I don't get a lot of you know I get a lot of games when I can but there's games I don't because I'm way coaching in the morning with my own team and then you could be you could be down the country somewhere yeah and then by the time you're back you know you're nearly it's nearly too late every every team in your in the leagues all around have their you know their maybe 10 12 supporters I'd, I'd seen us having games out there we wouldn't have ten people at the most. Really? No. How, what is it that about the GAA? They seem to have um, yeah. grassroots support Com- the community. whole way through. Community, but is I mean, your team is a community-based team, so you would think. I don't really understand. No, it's 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 a it's a big question of how you know people can go. Like, I mean, parents go to watch their their children playing and stuff in the GAA. If you go to GAA, even the GAA youth match, there's far more at it than there is. It would be a soccer match, like. Yeah. But I don't know if it's the speed of it or or what or as the community of it. I, I don't know the GA do get a lot of it like. Yeah. And it is a it's a it's not a big problem for one mill. It, it never sort of ha- it hasn't really been the, the GA. It's been sort of. You know we always sort of worked with the GA clubs. You know we, we do have a lot of boys that that, that play GA. I mean even in my own wee team that every one of them is a is a quality Gaelic footballer as well. Yeah. And if you can work with the GA clubs and they can work with you, then it should. There's no reason why I can't. They can't play both. Yeah, but you think that they bring the support with them for both them? <laughs> no, well they don't. To be to be perfectly honest, like, they, they, they maybe don't. it's because there's more club activity around the GAA. They have more other stuff going on as well. It's not just the. I don't. I don't know, Leon. It's a hard. It's a hard question. It's a hard thing that to, to think of. You know why why they get sort of bigger support? It's it, it's it's a hard thing even for me to, to to say because I love I love Gaelic as well. I mean, Jim, my son plays it, Amy plays it, and my yeah. daughter plays it, and they're all and they're big into their, their Gaelic as well. I was sort of helping to coach Ballyhoon under 
13s there as well all year and we had a good season as well you know so I'm doing that but I have to say it's like if you if you haven't the right family around you and I haven't got the right the right wife at home you're you're do you know what I mean? They get that must going be really out, like, difficult. You must, you, she yeah. must like be. But I mean, now you, that, the thing about the Gillick, the Gillick was on there, and there was no really soccer on, and soccer hasn't really started back that much yet. And the Gillick was going on, and we were going out at night. Obviously, two James as much as she was going to watch, and, and the, 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 the so you see sisters. each other at the pitch. Yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> we spent a lot of time around around the pitches, like and that was really it. And then now the soccer has started back. But now what are you doing back. with yourself? Well, it hasn't started back because it stopped again. Yeah, well, it started back <laughs> for a few weeks, sir, and we were training away, and it was good to get to get the lads back to to, to soccer and get them into it again. Now it's sort of stopped again. So yeah, but how do you how do you feel about it. that? It's like they're saying what four weeks? Oh yeah, well I think they're now they're they're, they're sort of saying now that they can train on an sort of an individual basis up till fifteen in a group. I think. Yeah. So it probably will. We'll probably start back doing that again maybe next week but we'll have to get the logistics of it right as such you know they can't all be mixing in and stuff so they have to help me out in areas and things but we'll get we'll get around that and have a look I think I'll be honest I think kids need that anyway I think kids need for their especially since they're not in school as well now yeah. for the next few weeks yeah, it's, it's, do you know what I feel sorry about? Kid, I mean, the kids see like my, my kids up around here and like my young lad and my young, they can go out and they can go around the pitch and they can do a wee bit over themselves. Or it's, if you're stuck somewhere in a housing estate or somewhere and you can't get out to do that and you're stuck in the house, it's it's difficult for, for, for young ones. Need, I mean, not even on young ones, everybody. They need to get out. Like. What do you think? Um, I know Darren Mullen was, is kind of not happy at the moment. He was saying about the way the elite sports, I mean, the way the the Premiership is able to go ahead Intermediate and Championship is not allowed to go ahead uh, and he doesn't see any difference he doesn't see why well I, I think the, the reason why the elite teams are going is, is because they have me looking at it is that they have access to get tested nearly every other day as such you know the, these elite clubs can do that they, they can but it's I mean obviously Covid has just spiked so much they, yeah. they have a stop and I mean I'm not saying I don't agree with stopping because I do I think it has to you know there has to be some sort of lockdown or some sort of thing to stop to stop the flow of it but do you think your level of football has been unfairly treated in any way or well the only, or do you thing, think the it's only just... thing about it is we did get playing our seniors were playing an awful lot did get playing whereas yeah. the next year the named clubs didn't get playing anything yeah because at all. their league started yeah, yeah, after yours yeah, middles so were really the first to playing. come back yeah but I, I don't get this elite thing <laughs> I don't understand why but then you know, if they, if this league team are saying right there playing and, and Nuri's for example saying, Well why can we not play it? Then the league below Nuri is gonna say, like, Well why can we not, not play? play yeah. And then it knocks on right down so there has to be stopped somewhere. To me they should have stopped the whole lot. Yeah. If they're gonna stop the league stop everything. Why have the elite going I mean stop stop that too? I, I don't understand. But it, all I can think is it's something to do with the medical end of it that they have access to, to quicker tests or something like that. Or I, I don't I don't know, Lena. Just maybe yeah. it's money. Maybe it's down to money. I don't. I don't know. But there's no. It just. There doesn't seem to be an answer to it. It's hard to criticize sort of government and stuff. That I don't really know what. I don't really know much about them. But it, it, to me, that doesn't look like they've handled it correctly. Yeah. At all. I think a lot of people honest. might agree with you there. You know. Why? In terms of yourself, how did you? Um, how did you get involved in football anyway from the start? I mean, you just always played when you were a kid. Yeah, I was played. I played Gaelic and soccer. I didn't start playing Gaelic till. Sixteen, but I played soccer right right up to that, and then I played for a few clubs around Newry. Actually, I actually was at Newry years ago. So I was I was about sixteen when I was at Newry, and then Newry City. Yeah, well, it was Newry Town. Well, it was Newry Town. Yeah. I, was, I was probably too young, and then, but 
I went then and I played for Bestbrook Wanderers, believe it or not, is what they were called. That's it was right. sort of my What position did you play, John? I played, I played centre half or right back most of the time. I was, right. a, I was a defender, like. Yeah. And uh, I could play it all right. It was a, sort of no nonsense, sort of that sort of player. I wasn't going to okay. say I was. No nonsense top, player. We'll read uh, into that what uh, we will. Yeah, well, you, never, you, you can read into that. I'm sure, I'm sure a few people have, you know, have scars from, from me <laughs> as such, but. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed playing and I played a bit of Gaelic then as well. But soccer wise, I always I was always sort of probably more of a soccer player. And then when I went, played for Rockview for a year, and then I went back, and then I went to to Windmill. Uh, the year after, and I've been there ever since. You've been there ever since. Yeah, 20, I think it's twenty five years or something. something. And what's the but, most challenging thing for you now? In terms of you know coaching and in terms you know and stuff like that in windmill uh, over the years like what what's the, what's the hardest part is it re- recruiting players or is it yeah the the, the hard the hardest part in, in in football is getting a lad from sixteen till till he's twenty or so that and staying and in staying that, in the same club staying, or staying even in the same club or, or theoretically in our club we have teams right up to sixteen and then. The, our senior team obviously is there. We did have a reserve team which worked all right, but didn't we didn't get enough coming through, you know, from it. Sixteen year old lads are at that stage and if if you coach them right and they're good, you want them in you know, we've lost we lost maybe I'd say fifteen, sixteen in the last two years, fifteen, sixteen great footballers. So we, Jordan we, King has gone to Armagh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jordan mean John McGovern was with us. There's there's about eight lads out at Newry now here with us. There's there's lads, but we hadn't the facility to get them from here to here. I mean they were probably too good. I mean when you come and talk with John, John was probably was too good for our senior team at that stage. You know he, but there is lads in between that who are, yes. are not. You know there's lads there. Now one or two of them did stay, and there's a couple of lads out at the minute, but all the ones left. But it's getting them from that age, to, to establish senior players. Yeah, is is a big problem in football. Now, the, the jump they're probably no, impatient too somebody will yeah, tell them they want, they want to be at the top sort of very very quickly and think right, I'm going to get there I'm going to get there but there's no facility for them there's no there's an under 17 league in Lisbon and Mid Ulster the, the National League one is under 18 which is really it's a top elite league whereas lads and they're, they're they're not that level you know where do they go yeah it's a big, it's a big problem. But then you've obviously the lads go to university, they start work, they do, and, and they drift away. Yeah. And I mean, it, it happens. I can see it happening in Gaelic as well. It happens. It's, it's getting them over that, that bit from sixteen till till nineteen twenty, where you're sort of you know then you're out maybe working at twenty and you're established and you're in the seniors. It's that that's a big problem. It's a big issue I think all around Northern Ireland for 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 football. I mean, if you look at the teams, I mean, when when the senior team at the minute maybe have two or three around that age like I mean I looked at Yuri's the other night they are the same you know they have an under 20s team and, they're, and the boys float in and out of it as well it's 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 a it's a difficult age and I don't know what the answer is to be honest to try and get that over we, we tried to bring in a reserve team that they could go from that to reserves to, to seniors yeah, so it's like a, a yeah a stepping a stone didn't want to play reserve football and reserve football's not very strong in, at, at any level as such but you know, unless you're in the top elite clubs, the Irish League clubs, who have under twenty teams, then there's nothing for the rest. 
Is there any way to get some sort of a committee going or something that would? Is there any way know. of working with? I don't know. I'm sure the IFA have, have thought about it and tried it, but I mean, they they the league they're concerned about is is that elite sort of league and, and it works all right for them. Whereas the lower clubs, Mid Ulster, you know, Lisbon League, there's nothing at under twenties at that, and there probably should be. But then I don't know. Maybe they're thinking. That, well, they're thinking know, the same as you. It's like it's hard to get the players at that age. There's yeah, it's hard to get enough. them to play. But the problem is, is that everybody thinks right you call me a team an 18 if you're not in a first team if you're not in the top level you're not going to get there but there, there is lads who still are, will develop at, at 18 you know and that's the that's the key and, and you've, you, you could walk around the street here and you could see boys that lad there's a few good player and he faded away he didn't end up coming through I was looking at a few photograph stuff way back when I, even I was younger and things like that and playing and look at the things and the teams and your there's maybe three or four come through the senior level and there should have been there should have been more you know but but I mean football is great and, and, it's, and it's great for it's great for the youth that you know that there is things that can happen now that you can go out and play like when I was young you didn't probably start playing until under 12 you had no facilities yeah you know there's no it was just playing. knocking the ball around the green yeah you were you know we learned our trade sort of up on the park pitch kicking lumps yeah. at each other whereas now young lads are getting coached, you know, by top elite coaches, and and if you haven't got your son or daughter into a sport before they're six now, you're nearly left behind. Yeah. You know, like I mean, I see we we under sixes on a Friday night, which is and it's Timmy Grant and the and Collie Keenan, these lads who played for Newry and David Shields are you know and they're coaching it, and I mean if we had to get, you know, say me, but I mean the other lads around the town, if we were getting coached from our under six, like. God knows what. What a You wouldn't end up um, yeah. giving people scars. Exactly. <laughs> probably. So. Well, I probably would have did that anyway. But, uh, yeah, football has changed to that. Yeah, well, for the better, it is. It's changed. You know, yeah. it's fantastic. But I mean, the facilities in this town still were still twenty years ago. I remember, you know, griping about it, and I remember hearing, you know, seeing my father and sort of Grant, even as my uncles playing and stuff they like got and. And the facilities in Uri were, were bad then. They're still bad. Women of Stars have always, you know, been very vocal in, in that yeah. area and tried to build a club and tried to get more facilities. I mean, you've yeah, you've always been very progressive in that which, way. Yeah, we, we've always tried. And you've tried. tried. I mean, there was yeah. that a few years ago when you were trying to work with the Carmelin League to get your... Um, yeah, we tried to do a few things with the Carmelin. Eventually, yes, they sort of came around even with, with letting us use Derlachty and, and they use it one week yeah. and use it another and they were good enough, but... We did try numerous things. We tried the Caribbean complex to get, take it over ourselves, and, and I mean, yeah, you had big ambitions. We did, yeah. God knows where that would have been now if we had it done that. But I mean, it, it didn't take off, and I, this, I could see both sides. With, with the Caribbean League wanted to keep their own thing and do their own stuff, and they, and they put a lot of hard work for years and years. I mean, and they I'm were maybe doing they, twenty-five. They, they were, they're doing yeah. fifty years, you know. This, and they, I think they were afraid of, um, you yeah. know, it. it but it, it happens. Being... People be afraid of progression and the freedom. You know, if you're stuck doing something for a long time and doing it your own way, it's very difficult to to get out of that as such. You know, but I just fear, I fear for the next generation in the Caribbean League that's coming through because the pitchers are still the same. Like they're a wee bit better. There's still no toilets at them, no changing rooms at the pitches. You know, there's just not. There's no fencing around them, and I don't know what what the future holds for it because it doesn't look it doesn't look good to me to be honest and I think to a lot of people it's the same thing yeah you're not going to go and play in it 
you know, when I was playing in the Caribbean League, you know, it was a tough league. Everybody was good sides in it, good footballer. And every team had, had you know, were strong. Whereas now you've maybe two or three you have such that are strong and the rest of them are possibly just out for a game of game of football on Saturday. The fear of it is, I mean, we, we moved out of it and went to obviously the, the sort of took the step to go to the higher level. Bestbrook have now moved out of it and want to go up and eventually other teams will 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 start doing that. But but it's maybe something that this But middles and Middlestar football, I mean, you're finding that good. I mean it's it's Yeah, but it's maybe something Liam there might be something that the Caribbean League should be looking at is yeah. to amalgamate them into mid league and and they still be able to play you know in Uri on the pitches in Uri and they might have to travel for, for away games and stuff down to thing but it's maybe something that should be looking at if, it, if the Caribbean League's not doing what it you know if, if I mean I'm sure the likes of Jimmy who Brian who are They've done for Tatnell when the boys have done super work over the years. They really have. If yeah. they if they if they weren't there and if they had a if they had a faded away, there'd be no league now. Like to be perfectly honest, Absolutely. I know what people say, that's not the are, but otherwise, you know, people were prepared to step up and do the to do it. But it's maybe something that they should should be looking at to think. Right, can we amalgamate teams into the Middle Ulster League and and see what see what well, they that would strengthen everybody. Yeah. Strengthen Mid Ulster, strengthen the leagues here. It would strengthen. I think it would anyway. But I mean, it's not something that I'd have thought about an awful lot. But yeah, I no, it's just it's an idea. It's, it's just, just an idea. idea yeah, yeah. It's definitely. Just a thought. It's something worth looking at. It's just something even for the clubs themselves in the Caribbean League to look at. But I mean, regards, even kids are stuck in like. But yeah. I mean, I, I I can only go from my own, from my own sort of point of view. My own lad, and he's playing Gaelic and soccer, and you know, two age groups, and he's. Uh, He's, you know, he's he's flying at the minute, but the problem is obviously that you have to have a balance between burning them out too young and, and yeah, you know. But he loves soccer, loves Gaelic, loves playing it, and but he's a celebrity now. He's a celebrity now. He's a celebrity. He's now? a celebrity. Not see his photo, his photograph. Was, no, I didn't hear about this. You have to tell me. Uh, well, that's either sort of thing. But he's he's the lad. He's the big. If you've seen the photograph around on social media of the big lad and the wee lad. Oh yes. Well, he's the big lad. <laughs> yes, he was the he was the big lad, but oh, that photograph went all over the place. Viral, it, it was. Did went, it's it viral went again viral. when America was this boy put it on again. But what's your son's name? James. He's James, James but he's a sister because the boys are now calling me. Uh, oh, you're James's dad. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not cracked. I'm not John. You're, you're not cracked anymore. No, no. James's dad. <laughs> But uh, like, you know, it was good photo. It was a great photo that we had. But uh, do you have a copy of it? No, I, I don't really want a copy of it. I, I'm sick of looking at it. I mean, the abuse that he got, he got good. He got a lot of a lot of good comments and a lot of stuff. But on Twitter, especially, it was oh, an awful terrific. lot of abuse really? that he got. Yes, horrendous, horrendous stuff. To be about honest, about what? Just because His he height, was the, because he was size, tall. Yeah, and the other all sorts. That was that the wee fellow, we fellow small and. That's Twitter for you, isn't it? Yeah, to be honest, it was it was a lo- it was a fantastic photo. It, it was. Really, it was a fantastic photo and a great. And honestly, advertisement for he GA. he got it. He got the, that Yaman Morris thing. Got the photograph. He took it. Colin Lynch has actually has one as well. Exactly the same photograph. They must be standing right beside each other. And Colin Lynch actually has on his photographs has the whole scene of where James picked the ball up. Where he, where he, he is like in a series of photographs where he picked it up, where he went next to, to, to the next photograph, the next photograph, and then he's the one with the wee, wee boy 
putting his arm in and then James getting away from the wee boy and, yeah. and then James getting the shot now it, it, the sequence of photographs were class like obviously that one particular that was the been, one yeah and there's actually he has actually but it would be nice to have seen yeah the sequence of events that led leading yeah. up to it yeah. yeah and obviously everybody didn't see that see that <laughs> you know but it's nice actually to get you get the story I can tell that but it, I mean the wee lad did get he actually did get hurt not I wouldn't say hurt but he went to tackle James after that again and he got he ended up hurting he got getting hurt and had, had to come off but the bravery of the lad he means and, and not only his bravery and he, was, he, he actually played well he's a good he's a good he's a footballer yeah but in his bra was playing and stuff and but it was a uh, good advertising for you like it sort of put them on the map like. it really did yeah but I it was just the negative was song. The, I didn't know the that. negative stuff that that was written about with James was was horrendous some of the stuff like I mean there's a lot of good stuff but a lot of bad stuff too that's terrible back to so, you know, on, on my own point of view Lane see with, with with football I'm com- I was 50 there so it's a bit it's coming those days now I sort of have to maybe think about sort of doing a bit less yeah um, and with well this is the thing we need all the new ones coming through yeah, well 50 I, think, I mean 50's not old no it's not it's not old but it's you know younger lads and younger and younger ideas and stuff coming through I mean, like, I, mean I couldn't have done I, I couldn't have done it without the likes of, you know coming through one middle without Sarah O'Reilly and Barry Dorn and them lads who have been about you know, and you know, and then obviously you've Kieran McCord and Rory Mahoney and that who helped me with the fourteen. You know, happens with the fourteens. Great, great lads. You know, I have to sort of, sort of let letting pieces and bits and pieces go because I'm like chairman at the minute. I'm secretary at the minute. I'm I do a lot of treasury stuff as well. You know, but that's probably the fact. I'm a bit controlling. Like, I like to, I like <laughs> Sounds to, like you might be a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I like the the sort of, but at least I know it's done at times. You know, that's sort of always way. You don't I do it at. myself. It won't get done right. Yeah, and I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> ask anybody else to do it do the stuff if, if I couldn't do it you know what I mean and I've been lucky enough good family around me and things like that and and I was I, I worked for HMRC for 20 years and it did give me time at times to do and now you're you know, doing classroom assistant and I'm classroom assistant yeah and I love it to be honest and obviously Ronan's and it's a great school and uh, plus the hours must must be much better for you because you're um, yeah well I, I mean I'm, I'm doing it gives you more time because you know yeah, it's school it does. hours I'm doing like half I think it's half eight the quarter past three so it's it's great that way that you can get doing bits and pieces afterward after school and it also gives me that time and i can do things around the house and you, know. you can recruit kids to windmill <laughs> yeah. in the meantime after the school yeah no i'm trying you do try to do that as much as you can like but yeah no i i love i love i love the classroom system so it's just give me a nice life to be honest yeah well, and then your day goes like that you just you don't yourself I know, so you know yeah i mean you, you grin and you're constantly going and and the rewards you get out of it, I work with a couple of. And you actually lads. learn things like maths. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about things, you. No, yeah, things are coming. Things are coming back. It's to like, me. oh, I never knew how to do that yeah, before. Things are coming, coming back to me. And I, Algebra. I, I mean, yeah, I'd be sort of worried at times. You're looking at going. Uh, I didn't do it that way when I was at school. Yeah. You know, it's it's different now, but it's it's great. You get to learn it. But uh, I work with a wee fella that you know that issues, but he like, he's a great lad, and, and there's. And he's learning and he's doing grand and the rewards you get out of it is it's very mentally rewarding yeah. Yeah. you see him doing something good and you know and a smile on his face and all that's it's great like yeah you know people to be honest i think when i went in there was i was there's only me and another young fella was the only males in it i think he's he's going on to do teaching this young fella so i think i'm the only male classroom assistant it's not something that males do for some it's reason not really no no and i don't know why because i think a lot of meals would be it's something that's quite lacking in schools actually I without think. a doubt without yeah. a doubt 
Now, in primary schools anyway, particularly. Yeah, in primary schools, definitely. And, and, and a lot of males that, I, that should do it. I mean, I don't, don't cut me courses. I, I, you know, the coaching background and stuff. And, and I really enjoy it, to be perfectly honest. And I'm going to do more, more sort of... This is why I'm, I'm, I'm not be doing as much with myself. I'm going to do a bit more. And males should should do it. They really yeah. should. You know what? It's it's it can be difficult, and and have a sort of newfound respect for teachers that I, that I didn't obviously know before. It's it is hard. People say it's not hard work, and you know you know you work in quarter past three, but it is hard work. You still have to do a lot. Come home, prepare a lot of stuff. You know and. You just when you hand your kids over to, to a teacher or with a classroom assistant or whatever, you think, oh, should they're, they, it's their job to do this, not yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough to get the right the right thing and all the different wee personalities all sitting now and you know the days of a child, oh, he's not doing this or she's not doing that. Which way back of the class is, you know, is an art in my days when you would if you didn't want to learn, you're way back of the class. That doesn't happen now. Thank Every goodness. child gets gets the due attention that they should get and yeah. entitled to get like and that's the way it should you know be. and that's the way it should be yeah mm-hmm. without a doubt and uh, beyond ronan's is very 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 forward thinking school the primary school you know really yeah. everything that's that's available that you know they try and get you know that's a, it definitely is now it's all right well listen i hope that um i hope you go on and win the win the uh, the big award yeah, but nice. It'd be nice now. But be nice, nice recognition. I mean, that award itself. There, are, I mean, I know people. It's an old cliche. People say, "Oh, I'll dedicate this one, that one." And but it's it's it's. I'd like to to say it, you know because there is volunteers in every club, but Winwell just didn't get where they are. I mean, they're progressive club as you call it. Didn't get there just because of me. There's a lot of boy. Anybody in our club could have won that. Like, I mean, any of the seven or eight lads, or maybe you know even boys before that over the years who have now sort of retired and they're not at windmill anything could have deserved to get a word like this I, I just happen to be lucky and to, to get it like but then yeah well, that's to, a bit modest now ugh, you know but that's I mean and without a good family around you and stuff to you know it's nice to go home take the wee award home and show it to the wife and the kids and saying look this is why I'm looking out on a Tuesday night or Thursday night and all right that's great John thanks Thank you, as I mentioned earlier um, Armagh beat Clare in their last um, Alliance Division 2 fixture in Ennis last Saturday evening. It was a tough game. Um, an early goal by Callum Comiskey gave Armagh a nice cushion. Um, they actually led 1-6-0-2. But a, a goal from Keane O'Dea um, in the second half brought it to a one-point game, 1-11-1-10. And by the hour mark, it was level at one thirteen apiece. But Armagh scored... Uh, the last five scores um, to run out worthy winners. Here's Geezer's reaction after the game. Well, we seem to be making hard work of it. We went into it was a two, four or five point leads and gave them away again, but I suppose it was always going to be nervy. You know, we know the quality of the forward line that Claire had from past experiences, so it's not all we came down here today was to, to win by one. Like it's, you know, if we go up, like we, <coughs> it's like everything else in life, something you just be wish, careful what you wish for. Because we're going to go up against the big boys from now on, and mistakes like we were given today won't. But um, I'm delighted for the fellas. Like in, unlike the last game in the last quarter, we made a lot of bad decisions against Roscommon, even though we had loads of the ball. Like, you know, delighted for them, and I'm very proud of them that they got themselves back up there. Kieran also spoke about Armagh's league campaign in general. I suppose you know, for us, you know, 
we really only probably had one bad night. Like, you know, at least we're good that particular night. We just were, were terrible. And, you know, at least we're a good team. Like, I'm not saying that, but we just had a bad night. But every other game, we've been very competitive and, and probably unlucky on, on a few of them. Like, in the West Mead game, and even last week, like, you know, we didn't give away two, like, silly penalties. But, um, I suppose at the end of the day, we set out the whole year this year was we came back to the first division. And despite the breaks and the, the ups and downs, we, we've got it. So, yeah, no, I'm delighted. He also gave his thoughts on the upcoming Ulster Championship match against Derry that will take place on November 1st at Celtic Park. Like next week's a different game. Like, like the last five minutes there, it's going to be 14 men behind the ball that break at 100 miles an hour. Like Rory plays that way and like he's, he's got definite pace in, in that Derry team. Uh, and despite everybody trying to build them up into no hoppers, all the reporters from Derry seem to be doing a good job of it. You know, Rory will have them well. And, my experience, Derry always produced like top class footballers really, really quick. And a couple of wing backs from the under 20s over the last two years like are really quick. So Connor Glass back in, like watching them last week, they're definitely bite. So it's back to the drawing board. We'll we'll have about 12 hours of celebrating with ourselves in the car going up the road, and that'll be it. But the thing for us was at the beginning of the year, like we know that we make mistakes in the championship, and it costs us against the top teams, and like or any team. And we want to be in the first division to learn those lessons. And probably the hard way, like Roscommon have been up and down, and so have Cavan. And it, like, by it was funny, like, like last week when we were playing Roscommon, everybody said, like, you know, we can't win games that we're supposed to win. But Connacht being, or Roscommon being Connacht champions two years out of three, beating Mayo and, and Galway on the way to it, it wasn't saying too much for Roscommon now. Like, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, we know that that's where we need to be playing to go further in the championship and we have a championship now in front of us but we know the first division will give us the lessons that we need to be able for this team to progress. And asked about um, his thoughts on football in general in the current climate and whether games are or should um, be going ahead this is what um, Kieran had to say. Yeah, look, it's probably just like a flip of a coin like who knows hap- what's going to happen this week you know you just you just don't know like it, we didn't see it coming up to it because we didn't want to be in the same boat as other people, like giving out a bit of it. But like, we had 18 missing for two of the four weeks that we had training, and like they were nearly all our starting team. And but I suppose, like I said, like you know, there's, there's people out there and you know, sick and dying, and you just have to be you know, very careful what you do and say. So we just kept our mouths closed, and we were just delighted to be able to play it. Like, and, you know, we were rusty last week and even there tonight, but uh, just delighted that we got the cup division one, and now we have a chance to play in the championship and take whatever games we can get. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Eye on the Ball. If so, subscribe to our podcast and to Arma Eye. If you've any suggestions about what you'd like to hear or any comments at all, feel free to send us a message or leave a comment. And I hope you'll join me next time for The Eye on the Ball. Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 223. Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan.